0: More.
1: Well, hey, welcome to a very special episode of the Drink Big podcast with Bob Goff and friends. This is Scott Schimmel, and I'm so excited to announce a bonus special episode between Bob Goff and Jennifer Gardner. Yes, movie star, Hollywood legend Jennifer Gardner from oh, some works like Alias from 13 going on 30, or one of our family's favorite movies, The Odd Life of Timothy Green. If you haven't seen it, you have to. Jennifer has a new movie coming out this week called Yes Day. And the whole idea is that as we're raising families, and so often, especially the teenage years, the default answer is parents turns into no. And then over time, we realize... What happened to us? (laughs) What happened to the full of life, full of adventure, true selves that we really are deep down? What is going on as we raise our kids? The idea is to give our kids one day a year, a day where we only say yes to them. It's an amazing movie. We got to preview it earlier this week. Our family laughed. I teared up. Full disclosure. It's an amazing movie. I'm not just saying that. So listen into Bob's conversation with Jennifer. They talk about family. They talk about ambition. They talk about how to become a better version of ourselves. We're so thrilled to bring this special bonus episode to you.
2: Hi, Bob. Hi, Jennifer. It's so good to see you. So you happy to meet you. Coming out. Oh, yeah.
0: thanks.
2: Congratulations. Just huge congrats on this. How are you feeling?
0: I'm excited. I feel full of yes. I'm I'm really excited to share this with the world. Hey, tell
2: me about this uh, with your ambitions because everybody has them and the whole idea of Yes Day is getting at your ambitions. Tell us how you sort out the different ambitions that you have. Lots of different things coming your way. How do you choose the things to say yes
0: to? You mean as far as You know, my ambitions for this particular movie are to inspire families to, you know, take a year of no and (laughs) say, okay, we've had a solid year of no. It's been really hard. We're going to have a day of yes together. Even if we still are constrained, even if things are still imperfect, we're going to give each other a day of yes and devote ourselves just to each other for a day and see what happens. So that is one ambition I have. Um. I produced this film and, you know, developed it with a, a, an amazing team. And it was really important for me to bring this story to life because, um, because I wanted to put something joyful into the world because Amy Krauss Rosenthal, the children's book author who wrote yesterday, our, our instruction manual and what started all of this for my family. Um, she believed that. If you beckon loveliness, uh, loveliness I, will come.
2: Oh, good.
0: I wanted to beckon loveliness for myself, for my kids, for my life, and for anyone ex- who got to participate in making the movie and for people who got to see the film.
2: Now, tell me this. How closely does the film mirror like what it feels like to be you? Like, Because you have kids, you have life, you're just trying to pull it together. Like we all are. If we were to follow you around, like how closely does that like reflect the real struggle of going like, ah, I don't want to be saying no to everything. I want to find a new gear. Just tell us.
0: Well, there are definitely times where I feel very much like, you know, the fun killing mom that is a line directly from my daughter, who wrote me a note one day and said, When I grow up, I want to be a fun killing mom like you. Oh. And, I, you know, in a way, I really take that as like, that's a badge of honor. I'll take it. You know, I'm a fun killer. And so that's something that my kids, so there are, as we watched it together, my kids and I, this last weekend, um, they kept picking out. That was me. That was me. So there are lines directly from my kids into the film, um, and yeah, the, the the idea of a mom who is just overburdened by. All of the things being asked of her because so much is asked of kids, because we expect them to go to four soccer practices a week and have their homework done and in, in their backpack and have the right snack and the right, you know, uniform bits. And that means that if you are a mom, you are trying to manage that times X, however many kids you have, plus your own life. So you do, you can become a little bit robotic in making it all happen and a little bit you know in order to just get through the day you really put a container over that day we can do this but not if you are playing over there when I need you seated in your car seat with your socks and shoes on you know and you just yeah. really da, 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 da. so the nose are implied even they don't even have to be big nose yeah. uh, And so yeah I think that moms can lose that part of themselves that's fun and joyful and so that all of that is just straight up. Me,
2: what what is it that kind of fills you up? I think faith is important to you. I think your family's super important to you. What is it that, at the time you're feeling just like ah, I'm just feel worked? Um, Where do you find some of that uh, like refreshment, like to just buoy your soul again?
0: Oh yeah, I I'm grateful because I have an innate source of joy. And I don't know where that comes from. It's my, just a gift from God that I'm wow. grateful for. Um, but my faith is definitely important to me. Um, and seeing my children develop their own relationship to theirs is joyful. Um, but where do I go? I go to my girlfriends, I go to I go for a laugh. I go for even a cheap joke. I don't care. No. Um, and I go for just creating something for the world. I definitely believe in looking out instead of looking at a mirror. look out at what you can do instead of, you know, spending too much energy. I don't know, just being uncomfortable with yourself, just say, okay, whatever, what can I do? And I, I draw a lot of just joy working for save the children, um, creating this children's food line once upon a farm that I know is changing the way moms feed their kids and changing the nutrition level. And then because it is, and they're connected to save the children, I know it's giving more money to kids to have food in rural America. So, Lots of places. I have a lot of places.
2: Think about this. uh, We're either a reflection of or reaction to the people who have been closest to us, Mm -hmm. right? So if I think of my parents, I'm a reflection of things. If I start going to the deep South, I start saying y'all. And I never say (laughs) y'all until I'm around my friends. So I'm a reflection. I'm also a reaction. So if you were around people that said no a lot, perhaps you'd be a reaction and say yes a lot. So, tell me the things that come to mind that you're a reflection of the beauty of your girlfriends, the people that have been your kids, and the things that you're a reaction to. Like, because I'm just finding this, like, if there's been some pain in your life, I would probably overreact as like a flaming seven with a ton of joy. I'm like just off the leash uh, because that's me reacting. How about you? What came to mind?
0: Gosh, I am a reflection of um, my sisters. I sit in between two incredible women um, and I reflect what's beautiful about both of them out into the world as much as I can. I feel like I'm, um, I feel like I come from this incredibly faithful, loving, um, grounded family. And it's kind of, and I happen to be a, the public member of it. And it's my job to carry that torch the way my family would want me to. You know what I mean? Gosh, so oh I, I do feel like I'm a reflection of my parents. I I want my parents' goodness to be out in the world. I want my sister's goodness to be out in the world. And I... I'm not perfect and they're not perfect. And I, it's all, you know, you're filled with your own complications, but I can try for it. <laughs> that being said, I'm also reaction to an older sister that I look just like who was valedictorian, perfect student, perfect majorette, you know, she's like, and so I kind of had to say, where do I fit into the world? How am I going to be, Me, who am I? You know, I had to figure it out because I grew up answering to Melissa because I look so much like her, and now you know that's like a point of pride to me. But it's also like I am not Melissa. (laughs) I mean, I'm me, Um, and so yeah, I'm definitely a reaction there. And it's so good
2: to know that. What is this time where people are reentering their lives from a time of a lot of isolation? It would be uh, good to just kind of read the room. I think when you walk into a room, whether it's a, you know, a, an award you're receiving or something you're attending, like we're all, whoever we are, we're reading the room. But sometimes we don't read the room inside. Like what's actually going on with Bob is, am I just like, if I get insecure, I get really funny. Like the more insecure I get, the funnier I get. And that's if I can just read the room a little bit, I just say like, oh, this is just a little insecure Bobby Goff and uh, you need to just chill out a little bit. Uh, how do you do in that? Are you pretty self-reflective? Are you I'm of-
0: self-reflective but it doesn't always mean that I can control it. If I am really nervous about something, like really nervous, I get uh, there's a part of me that I'm not proud of. I can get just um I know it too. I I get so scared that I can get like mean. And I can, and it, it's, you know, I, tr- I try not to let it spill out because I know that it's me. I know that it isn't anyone else's, but there are people that I'm so, so close to that if they're around on a day where I have to do something, I'm terrified of doing, I feel for them because I'm biting and they can tell that I'm just trying as hard as I can not to like be a jerk.
2: Yes. So maybe reading the room and then having a couple of friends to say, you know, like when I get this way, it's because this is going on. Um, well, I got uh, a while back a mood ring, like for like four bucks. And it, you remember those from the 70s? Yeah, of course. You know, it, it'll like turn colors. And so Sweet Maria Goff will ask me like, so what is like green with some blue in it mean? Which is just a nice way of saying it. it's like I've got a decoder ring but to just say, gosh, what actually is going on inside? Yeah. And yeah. That, what I like about the movie is it's this struggle between a mom trying to be authentic. There's this version of you, you're standing in the hallway, you look at the like skydiving picture, you go like, that was me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so to try to reconcile that. And I think what everybody's trying to do is that reconcile who they used to be With who they're becoming and that we have some agency over that Uh, has that been an easy thing for you to do in your life or has it felt like that's been difficult do you feel the grinding of gears as you're thinking about the new version of you versus all the previous versions
0: transition is hard yeah i think there are definitely times where anytime i go back to work and i've been home that grinding of gears, it, it, once I'm working and I know my kids thrive with the people who take care of them, with their dad, with whatever environment I'm In I know they're in great hands. Um, But for me, that shift is so hard, that shift into work and away from home and then shifting back is so hard. I almost mourn a movie when I leave it because because I just like that transition back to full time. Now, granted, I'm lucky when I made yesterday, we shot it in L.A. We shot French hours, which means your days are shorter. We started super early every day. I was home for dinner. I put my kids to bed that is the way to make a movie, but that was just a gift from Netflix. That was truly, but I'll tell you something that was really important to me about the movie is that, you know, uh, one of the struggles of the film is between my character, Allison, and my teenage daughter played so beautifully by Jenna Ortega. And the drafts kept coming in that the teenager was snarky, rude. And I said, that's not what it's about. We don't need external pressure to feel the heartbreak. What is heartbreaking is growing up. What's heartbreaking is for the mom to let the teenager grow up and to let her go and be who she's going to be and not just be all about her. And I, so it was really important to me that we saw those gears shifting without it being, you know, just like, a, a kind of stereotypical idea of a, cause it's hard anyway, even if you have a wonderful teenager who loves you and you love her, it's still like a heartbreak, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. And they're part of that, uh, that, uh, as you're making that transition into being your own person, mm-hmm. like everybody's changing gears, you're changing gears. She's changing gears. What I want us to do is like, I had an old car. I don't know if you did learn to clutch. Yeah, of course. Put out the clutch the first time and it would slow the gears down I'd have to put it in a second time to actually change gears. And it was like double clutching. Mm-hmm. And I so maybe to give a warning to your friends, hey, I'm double clutching right now because I'm trying to slow down from this and transition to this and it's going to take a minute. How about being misunderstood? Like none of us like that feeling, but it happens all the time. Like that's just Tuesday for me and Wednesday and Thursday. And I'm not a lightning rod for controversy, nor are you. Uh, But what does it feel like? What do you do when you're misunderstood? Because that's the arc of the movie. Like, you don't understand her. She doesn't understand you. A husband and a wife trying to figure it out. So tell us, how do you deal with being misunderstood? Do you turtle? Do you go, like, legs, head, tail, like, all under the shell? Or do you get really loud and big? Tell us about that.
0: If there's something that I can't make better, you know, um, then I just absorb it and move on. But one thing is being in the public eye and having things written about me that I can't control. I learned that for myself it made me so crazy to feel misunderstood, even if what they were saying was nicer than it's really than it's really true, even if what they're saying, no matter what, it just made me so nuts to not be able to say my version or my you know, to give context or to say that's not true at all. So I learned that I had to be completely um, just completely delete seeing any of that
2: at all. So, so, I, good. so you put up the filter, you just go like, that is not helpful.
0: It is not helpful to me. I don't see it because I feel it too much. Not because I don't care because I care too much. And I just realize it goes away quickly. I will walk through life with my head up and do the best I can And I can't control what people, what people take in or don't. But I can only be me. So that is, that's you know. But as far as being misunderstood by my kids, oh gosh, is that not just part and parcel? Every Wednesday, they have their and they're allowed their version of it too. It's as valid as mine.
2: Yes, but you've got that note that talks about like, you're going to bring that out on the rehearsal dinner. You're going to say, this is the note you gave to me. And I, I what if we were thinking about that? We've uh, started when our kids were young, geocaching things, like putting messages inside of mason jars and burying them. Like that's what's attached to the will. Just all the latitude and longitudes of every jar we've
0: Wow, what a great idea, we- Bob.
2: Do that. and like geocache a little grace. Uh, just say, I forgive you. Um, <laughs> I, it's a little bit like you've got this thing. I'm on your side. Uh, you could even tell your kids, I'm paying off all your student loans. And then if you change your mind, just don't tell them where you buried it. So, <laughs> so what would you want to put as we kind of like land this, what would you want to put in a jar is kind of a hope and a prayer for parents, families, people that are struggling that you hope that Yes Day will feel like it's just like a warm cup of coffee by a fireplace. What's your hope for them?
0: Ooh. What my hope is that <sighs> that everyone just takes a deep breath together and has a laugh together. And that, you know, we got to watch families, 150, 200 families watching the movie together because that's how um, in testing this film, cameras were put on families with their permission and we watched them watch it. And at the end of the movie, they went from being kind of all over, sprawled all over their living rooms to closer and closer and closer, curled up together on the couch. Oh, good. That's all I want. That's all I want. I, I I want for people to know that joy is in them. Even if it's been a rough year, you still have joy and you have a right to it. And you may have to expunge it a little, but it's there and um, and it's worth it to fight for that joy.
2: Yeah. There's a saying in the South, they say, be where your feet are. And yeah. so I'm thinking of people that maybe they could watch the movie and just kind of get real with, gosh, I identify with this character at this place. That's kind of, where I am, yeah. um, and then what I'm gonna do is say like new day, new me, like your new creation, yeah. I'm a new creation, and so old Bob's on the bus. Yeah, Bob, he's gonna be geocaching a little bit of grace.
0: Oh yeah. So,
2: so I just so grateful for you spending a little bit of time. I uh, God bless you for releasing some just a little bit of joy that people would. Pull a little bit more uh close together at a time. And and we'll we'll send a, a mood ring your way.
0: <laughs> you oh, what a joy. I really appreciate having this conversation with you. Thank you so much. Likewise. It's just
2: yes. a family of friends worldwide, and we're just cheering for you. And thanks it's for A little bit of grace.
0: Us. That's all we need, right? Come That's on. all anyone needs in this world.
2: <laughs> all right. Hey, blessings anyway.
0: on you. Yeah. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And for those of you who have not yet signed up for Bob Weekly, picture Netflix with Bob Goff. (laughs) If you do, you're going to be able to watch the video of this conversation between Bob and Jennifer. So go to the show notes, check out Bob Weekly, sign up today, and you get to (laughs) be a part of this kind of optimism, optimistic showdown between two of the brightest, sunniest figures on the face of planet Bob and Jennifer. So thanks for joining us this episode. We will be back next week with our regularly scheduled programming until then say yes. Well, happy new year, everybody from the dream big team. And if you don't know what that means, it means this 2020 is over. It's a new year. You made it. We all made it, and no matter what happened in your life, this year is a new opportunity for you and the big dreams that you're holding on to. So this year, here's an opportunity. Let Bob Goff be your guide as he walks through every single week a new teaching video and some content and curriculum to help you grow. It's called Bob Weekly. It just launched, and we'd love to invite you to sign up today. Go to bobgoff.com slash weekly to learn more and get started. It's only $8.99 a month. Now's the time. New year, new you, new Bob.